You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Nick, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing great, Dave. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. So uh, what are we doing here? It's Friday afternoon, summertime in Michigan. Why are we, uh, why are we at the office, right? That is a great question. Beautiful sunny day out. Summertime is upon us. Yeah. We should Ian. be on vacation is what we should be doing. That's what, uh, that's what I was thinking. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So, uh, you know, summer around here at least means, uh, cottages on the lake and rentals and, uh, traveling with the family and road trips. Yeah, no, no better place to be in my mind than uh, Michigan in the summer, for sure. So so today we're going to talk a little bit about how you can pay for that. And I guess there's really two ways to go about it. You can prepare ahead of time or you can rack up some credit card debt and hope to pay it off after. So we're going to give you <laughs> our take on uh, what your better option is and some strategies for how to accomplish that. But yeah, it definitely is something that, you know, kind of a, a rite of passage in Michigan, but um, vacation is certainly something that can jump out and surprise you if you're not ready for it. All of these principles apply to uh, a lot broader than just uh, vacation planning, but uh, seems uh, seems extra relevant these times. So yeah, the, uh, the main thing when we're talking about coping with uh, non-recurring events like a vacation is, uh, you know, plan ahead and I've always thought the first step should be to kind of get your head wrapped around the, uh, an estimate of the cost. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, for some of our analytical folks are probably going to get real detailed. You know, I know I have clients who put their vacations on their spreadsheets and detail out all the expenses. (laughs) And I know other people that just throw out a number and hope for the best. So the, the reality is probably a blend of somewhere in the middle of those two things is a really good place to start. It's definitely a situation where you can let the perfect be the enemy of the good real fast. And we've talked about that in the broader context of budgeting before, but, you know, just make a, make an estimate. How many tanks of gas is it going to take you? Well, you know, you could probably get pretty close. How many uh, hotel nights do you need? Approximately how many meals out are you going to eat? Just wrap your head around some general costs and that'll help you at least get close plan for the things, the activities that you want to do, right? What are some of the things that you want to see and what are the costs of that or the experiences that you want to have? Make sure you throw those in the mix as well. And that should get you pretty close to where you need to be, you know, depending on if you're a spender or a saver, you might be a little bit over, a little bit under that when it's all said and done. But getting close is really going to help you figure out and plan for um, how to pay for that. Right. And, you know, it, it seems a little funny to be talking about this in June when uh, when folks are probably already uh, already have their plans made, not a lot of time left to budget. But, you know, in principle, you probably knew in December, or January, if you were going to take a vacation this summer. Right. Right. And so th- this might not do you any good for this summer. But, you know, don't um, as, as you're as you're thinking through how to deal with this summer's vacation expense, start thinking about next summer's vacation expense and what can you do towards the end of this year to make sure you're in a better position next year. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, too, to that point, planning ahead for a couple different things, right? Not only the monetary costs, but also the time. And, and one mm-hmm. of the things that I learned from the, the wise Michael Kitsis, which I'm sure he probably took from someone <laughs> else, is first thing you should put into your calendar for the year when you're thinking about timing is your days off because otherwise right. you're never going to be won't happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's the it same, happen, it's the right? same principle with money. Yeah. If you don't, uh, if you don't take the time to say, Hey, I'm going to need to set aside X for, uh, for August, uh, road trip time. Um, it, it won't happen. It won't happen. And it's much harder to, you know, say, okay, I need three grand for this trip. So where's it going to come from than to mm-hmm. 12 months prior say, okay, want to spend three grand next year. So if I divide that into 12 and start saving now, it's going to be much mm-hmm. easier to get to that point than to just, you know, pull that a dollar amount out of your budget or whatever you have on savings. Yeah. And you know, I, what I like to do when, when you've actually made a plan and know what you're going to do, label it in your budget. Don't just say vacation, say, you know, a week in Grand Marais or, you know, whatever that happens to be, or, you know, road trip to the Keweenaw Peninsula. So that, you know, in February when it's, dark and gross outside and you're, you know, it it makes it easier to um, set the money aside for that future satisfaction if you can, you can visualize it a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big fan of, I know we are a little bit different on this day, but I'm a big fan of having a completely separate savings account that's labeled um, because then we're really tapping into the emotions of it. And we're not going to say, well, we can, you know, borrow from this fund to pay for this, Mm -hmm. um, it's much more real when you're borrowing from your vacation fund. And especially if you are able to label it exactly what that vacation is and then you're all of a sudden getting the emotions behind it and you're much more likely to stick with the saving, but also you're much more likely to not borrow from the savings. Well, that brings up a good point because while we both agree in principle, I, I definitely am all about setting aside that money in a separate account um, I prefer to use, and, you know, and this is, this is where different, different ways to do this. There's no right or wrong. As long as you do something, mm-hmm. Nick, you'd prefer to open a separate bank account and put that money somewhere where you totally don't see it as part of your balance. I use an app that basically takes my total savings account and divides it into sub accounts for me on my screen. It gets the same job done. It just, that's what works for me and that's what works for you. And so again, don't get caught up in the details and try to do it in an exact way. Do what works for you. If it's uh, taking cash and sticking in an envelope in the back of your sock drawer, I don't care. Don't tell me about it. But, uh, you know, if that's what works for you, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there that subscribe to the envelope theory that do have cash around Mm -hmm. and, you know, that would scare me more than it would help me, but (laughs) everybody's different. (laughs) Right, right. Everybody's Uh, different when it comes to that. So It's about getting the job done. Use use a mayonnaise jar, not an envelope. It's a little bit more secure. (laughs) There you go. go. (laughs) Can we still bury it in the backyard? (laughs) You can still bury it in the backyard. Just make a good map. Obviously, you know, the easiest, best financial planner hat answer is to say, figure it out ahead of time and budget, right? But, you know, we know we we know how hard that can be for a lot of people and that most people aren't budgeting. So first of all, start budgeting. We've said that before. But what do you do if it's if it's June and you've got a, a trip planned and the kids are counting on it and everybody's fired up and you're leaving in July? Yeah, that's where it gets tough, right? You know, you've got it planned and you haven't saved the money. And so, you know, it's one of those almost credit card vacations where you put everything on the credit card, kind of 
close your eyes and hope for the best. And, you know, <laughs> the downside of that is when you get done and you have this great time, um, then you have to kind of pay the piper. Right. And so all of a sudden that's when the regret comes in. And, you know, there's a lot of research around when you're paying for things like vacations, you actually get more satisfaction out of it. Yes. If you prepay them versus pay afterwards because that way you don't have the the the, the regret of the spending that you had right but if, I, and, if I you, and if you doubt that talk to anybody who's ever gone on a prepaid all-inclusive vacation about all the free right, drinks yeah. and food they got while they were there yeah. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> you know? and, uh, because and even psycholo- if you're yeah psychologically it just feels better go ahead sorry Right. No. And even if you are, you know, paying for vacation and saving up for it, you know, there's things that you can do to pay ahead of time too. So sure. either way, I think, you know, you can make some wise decisions there, but when it comes to paying for it on your credit card, what I would do is really kind of think about how you're going to pay it off. Right. So what, right. Are, you know, what are your goals? Maybe you haven't budgeted, so budget now and then go on the right. vacation and then figure in, okay, for the next six months, I'm going to have to put an extra 250 away to kind of catch up on the credit right, cards. Right. So make that budget so that when you get back, you have a plan for how you're going to pay that off. And if you find yourself in that situation where here it's it's June, leaving in July, you know, the hotel reservations are made, the family's all excited, still sit down and estimate your costs, just like if you were doing it in January and had time to budget. Figure out, get your wrap your mind around what those numbers are going to look like so you can make that plan and do what you can between now and then. If you've got a paycheck or two, you know, coming in, set some money aside. If you've done other budgeting work and just didn't include this, you know, I'm not adverse to having people reshuffle their priorities a little bit in their budget. And budgeting is all about priorities, right? You show me your budget and I know what's Mm -hmm. important to you. But if you've got, you know, $1,000 set aside for car repairs, and you're leaving next month for a vacation, you know, taking $500 of that money towards vacation with the idea that you're going to build that back up after you get back might be better than putting all of it on credit card. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, just whatever, whenever you're like, and this is true whenever we have clients that have a need to tap into their contingency funds, emergency funds, that's okay. That's what they're for. It's not like you can never touch them. That'd be pointless, right? But, you know, when you do make a plan to pay yourself back. Exactly. And, you know, credit cards get a bad rap, but, you know, there are a lot of 0% intro offers on things like that too. So that's another way to keep the $500 in the car fund, but make a plan for, okay, we'll put it at 0%. We'll pay it off in 12 months. That's another option. Too. Right. And, you know, come at it, from again, you know, the financial planning outlook on credit cards is that, you know, there are means to an end. So there are a way to control your cash flow. If you're going to borrow more than you have currently the ability to pay, you need to make that part of your budget and plan to, you know, it becomes a little more expensive. You're going to pay a little interest potentially, but if you've mitigated the risk and made a plan around how you're going to pay it back, it's not the end of the world. What, yeah. what you don't want is to still be paying for this year's vacation when you go on next year's vacation. Yeah. That, yeah. Once, <laughs> and, it, once it starts snowballing, it gets out of control quick. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, and, you know, in those kind of situations, I'm never one to want to see somebody have to scrimp on vacation who wants to think about money and who wants to stress about money. But if, if it's going to create a problem when you get back, think about it ahead of time 
make plans, talk to your family. Hey, we might need to, you know, eat a picnic lunch every day instead of, uh, you know, instead of going out, we might need to uh, order a pizza a couple nights a week instead of go to a nicer restaurant. Um, and, and again, budgeting being about priorities, spend your money on, on the things that are unique to the place you're going. And, you know, I, like, I wouldn't worry about the hotel I stayed in necessarily if my goal was to, you know, see as much of the upper peninsula as possible. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I like the point about having that conversation with your family, with the people that you're going on vacation with. That's a really challenging thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, as as humans, really, we don't like talking about money. It's one of those things that we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. But having that conversation and, and kind of making a game with it, especially if you have young kids, you know, let's find some things that we right. can do that aren't expensive, that we can still have memories that we can, you know, think about. I'll give you a, a great example, not a vacation example, but my family one year, we decided that we were going to make each other gifts for Christmas as opposed to mm-hmm. gift gifts. And that is the most, those are the most talked about gifts that anybody any one of us has ever gotten. So there's lots of ways to get creative and to have fun, especially in the state of Michigan, when you're talking about state parks and all the amazing things that are open for virtually nothing or very little at least. So there's a lot of things that you can do. Another thing I will say on that real quick is if you're traveling with other people, so maybe it's not your family, maybe you're traveling with friends, you know, it's tougher to be open about stuff like that. But, you know, definitely, you know, think about creative and fun ways and make suggestions that maybe aren't expensive um, or skip out on a dinner or two. You know, there's some different ways that you can go about making sure that you don't feel obligated to do some of the things. But I think being open is is the, the easiest one. You know, I think back on vacations we took when the kids were young and, um, you know, I'll never forget a crazy canoe ride down the Two-Hearted River with our exchange student, but I couldn't tell you where we stayed that night, you know, or what right. we had for dinner. Right. So, you yeah. know, when you're thinking about those expenses, think about, you know, what that's going to mean 10 years from now and, uh, and focus accordingly, right? Yeah. And and think about why you're going on vacation in the first place. For most people, I know myself, it's to spend time with my family, but that doesn't mean that we have to be spending money at the same time. Um, It's certainly nice to. I know my wife is a big fan of food and loves to go out to a nice dinner, but that's not something that we have to do every night. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, make it a priority. Why are you, you know, why are you doing this in the first place? What's your, your why for that? And that can really drive a lot of those decisions. Well, that, you know, that brings up another point that we kind of cruised past when we were talking about the budgeting aspects of it is don't forget that, um, you know, you'd be eating anyway at home, you know, you'd be, you'd be spending some money on gas commuting to and from work. And so like the money you spend during a week long vacation is not like 100% on top of your, your normal budget. Some of that money can be reallocated, you know, from, you know, I normally would, fill up my car once with gas, you know, in the course of a regular week, but I might need to fill it up three times on vacation. Well, that's really only an increase of two. Yeah, I think that's a great point when, especially when you're in that planning stage of, okay, this is what it's going to cost me, but then think about subtracting the things that you were going to spend anyways on normal everyday stuff like groceries that you're not buying or, um, you know, gas, stuff like that. It's a great way to kind of budget for that to kind of ease some of the burden of that sticker shock. So the bottom line, budget plan ahead as much as possible. If you haven't, and you're going to go on the vacation anyway, which I probably would endorse, 
uh, you know, we all need some time off and some time away. Just make sure you've got a, a strategy to deal with it when you get back. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's all about balance, right? You can't, you know, just not save money and, and not do the things like save for retirement. But if that's all you do and you don't go out there and you're not able to mm-hmm. have fun and do vacations, then, you know, what's the point? Right. <laughs> Money's only as good as what you spend it on. So it's a means to an end. Right. So go out there and enjoy this beautiful summer. Uh, we hope to see you out there. Yep. What are you guys doing this summer, Nick? We are, we've got a whole bunch of things planned. So we always go visit my parents over on the west side, Lake Michigan. And then we spend the first week of August up in Marquette in the UP. Nice. Good. Good. How about you guys? Uh, We don't have any travel plans, but, you know, we spend most of our time in the Straits area up by uh, Lake Huron and Lake Michigan anyway. So we've got people coming to see us. So that's that's just as good. And... uh, Yeah, looking forward to it. So, all right, get out there and enjoy your day and your weekend. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.